If you're able, let's all stand for the reading of God's word in Luke chapter number 2, verse 22. And the Bible says, And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Verse 23, As is written in the law of the Lord, Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was what? Simeon. Mm-hmm. I had you say that because I needed some water, man. <laughs> and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Don't miss this. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's what? Christ. The Lord's anointed, the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, who? Jesus. Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law. And he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, read verse 29 with me, Lord, now lettest thou servant depart in peace according to thy word. Don't miss verse 30. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Let's pray. We're going to jump into this. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for this Christmas time where we can focus on your word, on this truth that you so love the world that you gave. And Lord, I pray that you'd guide us in the truth. You'd help us, encourage us now, direct all of us. We need it. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Everybody says, Amen. you may be seated, you may be seated. Again, if you're taking notes, and I would encourage you to, and if you, if you didn't get a bulletin, uh, there's bulletins in the back, and on the back there's a place for you to take notes. And, and, and the whole purpose for that is you leave here Sunday, uh, I don't know about you, but anybody ever you know, been this type of person where you hear something, you forget it you know, a couple minutes later? Oh, yeah, that's me. But man, you, you take your notes down, you go home, and you kind of study. And it's good to study what people preach. Amen? It is. Uh, there's, there's biblical precedent for that. The brand believers... Everything that Paul preached, they took home to make sure that whatever things were said were in the Scripture. Amen. So it's good to take notes, and then it helps you Monday, helps you Tuesday, Wednesday. You come back Thursday. That was a plug. Amen. You come back Thursday, get some more, take some more notes. That'll, that'll last you Friday, Saturday, uh, and then you come back Sunday. Amen. So this morning, if you're taking notes, we're, we're here in Luke chapter 2. The title of this morning's message is, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Now what's awesome is, as it starts off here in Luke chapter 2, we do see a couple things. And by way of introduction, you know, we're not just going to... You'll miss and, and not discuss what God gave us in, in verses 22 uh, uh, down until we get to Simeon's uh, awesome declaration and some amazing truths that, that, man, I'm fired up about. But So before we get there, let's, let's look at some things. Of course, you see verse 22, it does show and it does say that, that of course, after Christ was, was born, according to the law of Moses, verse 22, that there was some, some things that they were supposed to do. There was a sin offering that they were supposed to offer. And there was a, you know, a, another offering they were supposed to offer to the Lord. Uh, verse 23, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And so verse 24 says that they were to offer a sacrifice to which it is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of, two, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And so they, they again, they, they, they don't get it just yet. They don't get it just yet that Jesus was come not to, not to get rid of the law, but as he said in his own words, to establish the law, to fulfill the law. And of course, praise the Lord that after he died and rose again, we no longer have to 
follow the law, right? Because the law is a schoolmaster who tells us that we're, there's no way we can keep it. I don't know about you if you've looked through just the Ten Commandments alone and, and started at the top. You know, thou, you're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your whole soul and mind and strength. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, we fall short, amen? And so again, they didn't know that quite yet. And again, the law was not necessarily there to redeem and save anybody, but it was there to point to the fact that, hey, you're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. But hey, one day God will send His best as we saw last week with, with the declaration of the angels to the shepherds and that Jesus was the Lamb. So again, it's important to, to hit that. It's important to see that. But then what's awesome is you see in verse 25, the, the Scripts are now introduced to us a man uh, whose name was Simeon. Don't miss it in verse 25. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now what's crazy is you say, Brother Vaughn, is it really possible that God Himself revealed to this man that, that he would not see, you know, that he would see the, 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 the salvation of Israel, the consolation of Israel before he'd tasted death? I'm here to tell you that yes, the Holy Spirit of God does work that way in, his, in this man's life. And I'm here to tell you, for those who have accepted Christ, if we just pay attention to God's leading, you'd be surprised, I'd be surprised, to, to, to know that in tangible ways, in real ways, God wants to lead His children. I mean, Psalm 23, the Lord is my what? My shepherd. He wants to guide. He does want to direct. He wants to help you. And what's awesome is this man was sensitive to that leading. He had a relationship with God in such a way that God gave him very tangible, very direct, very very real statements that, that what God was going to do in his life. And it's amazing because, now just think about it. Just think about it for half a second. I know, I know we get the, the, the Word of God the way it's given to us. But let's just say for sake of argument, just for sake of application, that Simeon was too busy, especially at Christmas time. Right? Who knows what I'm saying? You know, at Christmas time, too busy, got too much on my schedule, too much on my plate to spend time with God. Do you think maybe he would have missed this? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But but again, that's just hypothetical, but I'm here it's it's a good reminder for all of us, especially this time of the year, that hey, don't let things distract, don't let schedule, don't let the shopping, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about? All these people you have to buy for. It's funny, my uh, my wife's uh, my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, my, my brother-in-law, Mike, uh, you know, him and Rachel, they sent us a note saying, do not buy us anything for Christmas, you know. Because, you know, you know, you know we, who knows what I'm talking about? If you buy somebody or if you get something, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? You're obligated to what? Right, you know, so much for that blessed to give and receive, right, you know. Just messing, but they're like, don't buy us anything. And I'm like, why not? And I know why, but messing with them, but we're probably going to send them something anyway, man. Come on, man. Just do it. Because it is more blessed to give and receive. And look, if you want to know, if look, when it comes to the, the two of us, Sarah and myself, and man, if you married up, say amen. amen. Whoa! That, and that was like, that was free! Oh my goodness, fellas, that was free! That was like the volleyball's been set. You were supposed to spike on that one. Oh! If you married up, man, say amen. Come on! Amen! I married up. Come on now. I've got a better half. Amen. But the, but what's awesome is when it comes to giving, man, Sarah, man, she just goes. You know, I'm the one sitting in the back going, how much does all of that cost on your list? You know, I'm the Scrooge. Anybody can relate to that. Come on. But what's awesome is in, in this, in the thing that we need to remember is, yes, in the busyness that is life. Look, friend, I mean, 
Back in the Old Testament, it was no different, man. They had, especially Jews under the under the under the the, the rule and 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 really the the tyrannical system that was the oppressive Roman government. I mean, they th this guy was a Jew. Do you think he had some stuff to be upset about, complain about? Absolutely. But you don't see that being highlighted here. You see a man, and, and the Word of God reveals it that he was devout, that he was just. Devout with who? Devout with God. I mean, he took his he took his relationship with God seriously. He was devout. He was holy. And he spent time with God, and God revealed an amazing truth. And if, if he hadn't walked with God, he'd have missed it. And how many times, friends, we don't walk with God. We get consumed with stuff. We get consumed with, with stuff, and we and look, we miss. It's, I'm telling you the truth. You'll miss God's best for you for stuff that we ourselves get into amen so this morning I, I i want you to catch that and we're going to move on i want you to catch that that don't miss god's best because we let other things get in the way of our walk with god do, do you understand what i'm saying i'm not look it's not about pleasing no it's not about me it's not about this church it's about your personal walk with god don't let anything mess that up amen because you'll miss what's awesome is he didn't and he didn't miss it in verse you know what? I, I want to jump to it, but I'm not. Let's just take a little bit more time. We're going to jump into this. But it was awesome. And so he comes, verse 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. Don't miss that either. It's a little, it's a phrase, but it's an amazing truth. The Word of God tells those who've accepted Jesus as Savior Be not drunk with wine, words in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be, what does that mean? Yield yourself to the word to the, the spirit of God by the word of God and he will lead you he will guide you you see that he came by the spirit how did he know think about it how did Simeon know to come in to the temple at that exact time where Jesus was there because he was walking with God and the Holy Spirit of God led him directed him and friend God wants to direct he wants to lead he wants to speak to you. Do you understand? Prayer is not one-way communication. Anybody in the military? How horrible would it have been if they would have given you a radio operator and it only worked one way? Right? You're like, whoo! You know, airstrike, you know, you want to confirm the coordinates, making sure that I got, you know, drop the whatever on you, and it's one way. For, for whatever reason, though, believers approach prayer that way. That it's one-way communication with God. It's not. It's supposed to be two-way. When's the last time when you prayed, you stopped and said, God, what is it? What is it that's in the way? What is it that you want to do? What is it? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Who is it, God, that you put in my life that you want me to, to be a blessing to? And then waited, and God revealed. Come on now, who's with me? This is this isn't crazy. This you're like, oh, what do you say? This is Bible. I mean, Simeon was led. Paul, you say, oh, oh, are you sure about that? Yes, Paul wanted to go to the east. He wanted to go into the east on his one of his first missionary journey. What does the scripture say? The Spirit of God forbade him. It said, no, not right now. And what happened that night? He had that vision of the Macedonian man calling, saying, come help us. And so what did he do? He went to Macedonia. Why? Because the Spirit wants to guide. He wants to talk. He wants to direct. And then what's awesome is if you keep reading in the book of Acts, 
you find that he eventually made it to the east. It just wasn't God's time that moment. And how many times do we get ahead of God because we're not listening to God? Amen. I'm thinking like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, man. And if you don't, well, then you, I need to be like you. Amen? But this morning, look, I don't know about you, but I've done it, man. I've got a head. You know, anybody ever make a decision and you know, like inside your gut, I mean, and it's not the gut, but it's the Holy Spirit saying, don't, do it, don't do it. And you're just like, you know what, I'm doing it. And you do it, and you're like, oh. And then your wife remembers and she always tells you about it. And, huh. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything. You weren't supposed to say. That was not a setup. That was, that was a, a misdirected pass, amen. All right, so. But don't miss those truths. Don't miss those truths that Simeon, he came by the Spirit in the temple. And man, don't miss verse 20. And he took up up him. He took up Jesus in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Oh, my friend, don't miss that truth. When you see Jesus... When you see Jesus, you see God's salvation. Notice I did not say, when you see a church, you see salvation. No. When you see Jesus, you see God's salvation. I didn't say when you see religion, you see God's salvation. I didn't, the Word of God doesn't tell us this morning that when, when we see a denomination, you see salvation. When you see religious activity, you see salvation. No. Oh, Jesus! He saw God's salvation. I mean, and oh no, look. Just like Simeon in Luke chapter 2, when you see Jesus, when I see Jesus, oh, the glory of God that is Jesus Christ, the salvation to the entire world. Think about it for just a second, my friend. The angels that we looked at last week, why did they make the proclamation that they made? Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says, The angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly, I'm skipping out of verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to men. Why? Why did they make that proclamation? Because they saw Jesus. They knew who He was. The glory of God. The peace of earth. I mean, the, the gift of God to man. This morning, let me remind you, the shepherds, the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. Why does it say in verse 17 that when they had heard it or when they had seen it, verse 17, and when they had seen it, when they had seen it, seen what? Seen what the angels told them. That, that, that a child was born, that Jesus had come. When they seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And the Bible says in verse 20 that the shepherds returned glorified, praising God for all the things that they heard and seen as it was told unto them. Why? Why? Because they saw Jesus, God's salvation. Friend, this morning, think about it. The wise men seeking from a far country, bearing gifts. Why? Because they wanted to see Jesus this morning. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 2 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born the king of the Jews, for we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship Him. I mean, think about it, man. They left the... I mean, not just the east. I'm talking like the far east. And they left and they came and they diligently seeking after God. Why? 
Because they wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to see Jesus. Who is Jesus? God's salvation. And look what happened. And when they found Him, when they laid their eyes on Jesus, verse 11 tells us in Matthew chapter 2, and they were coming to the house, they saw the young child, they saw Jesus with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped Him. Do you understand that? It says they fell down. Do you know what that means? That's not, that, that they fell down on their face and worshipped Him. Why? And it's not done. I'm not going to ask why yet. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to Him gifts, gold, and frankincense and myrrh. I mean, God Almighty looked down from heaven, saw His Son Jesus. He kicked open the back door of heaven in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And then again in in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, he does it again. While he was on the Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Well, while he spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So I'm here to tell you this morning, my friend, let us heed the instruction of God Almighty. Let's hear him. And this morning let me remind you that Jesus said himself in John 14, 6, and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. But by me. And we're reminded this morning that Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So I ask you this morning, have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Is He your salvation? Is He your salvation this morning? Understand this truth. You must, I must, we must personally decide to see with our eyes, our spiritual eyes of faith, the salvation of God, who God wants to bring to you, to me this morning, in the person of Jesus Christ. In the person of Jesus Christ. Don't miss that, friend. Don't miss Jesus Himself. All of us this morning need saving. There's not a just person upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And this morning we must we must needs go to the cross. We must needs go to Jesus. And like Simeon said, when he beheld Jesus, held him up and said, Lord, I can depart now because mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Believer, believer, I get it this morning. Believer, those who those who've accepted Christ, those who know I get it this morning. There's a lot of things sometimes there's a lot of things that maybe we focus on that we see. Look, fears. Look, sometimes we see fears. Sometimes you, you look at your life. You see failure. You see trouble on every side. Sometimes it seems. Sometimes you see maybe persecutions. Sometimes testing, trials, temptations. Maybe it's a health issue. A folly done the wicked. Pride. The busy schedule. The pressure of, of meeting the needs of other people. Right? Come on now. Bills. Work. Social pressures. Maybe even peer pressure to swerve away from serving God. But this morning, let me remind you. Lift up your eyes. Look past the temporal and see Jesus, my friend. And when you see Jesus... Who do you see? Friend, He's our salvation. And He's our sustainer, our deliverer, our tower, our refuge, your strength in time of weakness. The one who cares for you, the one who loves you with an everlasting love. Come on, somebody say amen this morning. Amen. Believer, if we truly see Jesus, if you truly see Jesus, my friend, there will be glory given to His name. You Look, there should not be a problem 
in our lives to give praise to Jesus. There should not be a problem in our lives to sing praise to Jesus. Who did it? The angels did it. Think about it. Man, the heavenly hosts were filled and they praised God. And just like the angels, if we see Jesus, look, we also can sing and we can also can praise God because our heart and mind is fixed because you're standing at that point on the rock of your salvation. So this morning, my friend, the believer who sees Jesus for who He is, there will be no problem praising God. You know what? There will be no problem telling others about Him. There will be no problem telling others about Him. Do you understand that? I mean, just like the shepherds, think about it for half a second this morning. What has Jesus saved you from? That's both ways this morning. That's both ways. Hear me out. Think about it. The life of those saved later in life. Come on now. Does not Jesus make a difference this morning? Anyone here? Anyone? Let the redeemed the Lord what? Say so. Come on now. It's okay to talk back to me this morning. Amen. Come on now. So look. What has Jesus saved you from? That's both ways. If you were saved later in life, you know. You know what He saved you from. And this morning, let me remind you, those who were saved early on, the life that Jesus has given you, the life that Jesus has given you and all those that saved, were saved later in, the, in life say what? Amen. Come on. The heartache, the headache that Jesus has saved, wants to save you from, has saved you from, redeemed you, so is working to transform you. I mean, let's be real, young people. Seriously, but seriously, those who have accepted Christ, it's no joke to talk to anyone who's been saved later in life. It's no joke. They will tell you they will tell you what trusting God, following Him, letting Him guide you, and trusting God as you walk along. What, what, the, what the world, what the, the headache, the heartache, the, the mess that is the world. If you just keep following Jesus, what you'll be saved from. What you'll be kept from. Young people this morning, listen to me. The world has nothing on Jesus. Hello. Hello. So come on, believer. When you see Jesus, you will have no problem telling others about what He's done for you. You won't. Friend, when we see Jesus, there will be no there, there will be more. There will be more than a willingness to search out, worship, and give your time, your talents, your substance to Jesus as the wise men. What does the Bible tell us? Seek ye first what? Come on, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then what does God promise? Then all these things, all these other things that we fret about, all these other things that we worry about, all these other things that we spend time and attention and, and effort and talent on, then God will work out the rest. This morning when we see Jesus for who He is, we will, we will search out. We will worship. You understand? Worship, <clears throat> I challenge you, do a dig. Anytime you see worship, you see sacrifice. Are you saying, wallet, Brother Vaughn? That, man, that's immediately where everybody goes. A lot of times, don't they? That'll taste good later. <laughs> Sacrifice is more than a pocketbook. <laughs> Have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately? <laughs> Next time you do, I want you to remind yourself that that's who God wants. He wants you. He wants you. He wants your time. He wants your talents. He wants your attention and, yeah, resources. That's part of you. Right? Where your treasure is, there will your... 
that's part of you. Amen. That's part of you. So this morning, if we see Jesus for who He is, there's going to be a way. Look, it will not have to be. You will not need this to be said. Do you understand that? If the Did the wise men need anybody to prompt them to search and seek Jesus? No. The star. And then what did they do? They willingly. Do you get that? That's why I've got to ask myself this morning. Because sometimes I need a good... Well, I'm not going to finish that statement. Sometimes I need to be reminded, amen? But if I'm seeking Jesus for who He is, I won't... Do you get it? You won't need that? Do you understand that point? If, I'm, if I seek Jesus for who He is, I won't need that. I'm going to worship. I'm, do you get that? I'm going to seek. And I won't need to be reminded. I, you know what? I, I would help other... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help other people! Right? Because they roll up in it. They roll, man, they roll up into Jerusalem, right? I mean, there's entourage. We're here, we're here to see the king. Wait, wait, wait. I'm the king, right? I mean, Herod's like, whoa! And it was a big issue. And you know that Herod tried to kill all the babies, right? Because he was prideful. But man, they come rolling into town looking for Jesus. And that, man, they're not ashamed. I mean, man, they're, man they're, they're invested. They're invested. And they brought their friends and their servants and everything with them to follow. Amen? Come on. For who he is, we'll search him out. Does he listen? And does does he have first place in your schedule? I can't answer that. You've got to answer that. Ask yourself. I'm asking myself. Does Jesus have first place in my schedule? Does G, don't does Jesus have first place in your family? Does he, friend? You understand that this relationship that is Jesus Christ. It's not just Sunday. It's it, you take it home. You make it a party. You make it you. And does he have first place in your family, my friend? Does he have first place? May I say? Dare I say? Finances? I mean, is Jesus represented in your interests and your hobbies? If we see Jesus as Simeon saw Jesus, he will. Can I get an amen? amen. Now let me close with this. Let me close with this. And Lord, haste the day when my face shall help me out, shall be side, help me out. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. Sing it, sing it out. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is what. Friend, one day, one day, the eyes of faith that we now have, one day, we're going to see Jesus. Those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you will see your salvation face to face. Friend, are you ready? Are you ready? If you take your last breath, are you sure you know Jesus as your salvation? Are you sure? Are you sure? And believers, are you loving? Are you serving the precious Son of God? God's salvation. Jesus Christ, let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you. We thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you so much for sending your best, for sending your Son. Jesus, our salvation. 
Lord, I pray that we be not just excited because it is exciting, but God, I pray that you would stir hearts. Lord, that this morning, when you look down from heaven, we understand that you see your Son because his blood has been applied to my account and all those who have accepted Christ. But God, when you look from heaven, I pray that you'll see a group of people that are sold out for you. Holy Spirit of God, please work as only you can. Heads down, eyes closed as Brother Mike plays this morning. The first question is this. The first question is this. Do you know for sure? Do you know Jesus as God's salvation to you? Is He he your salvation? It's really that simple. Friend, you either know Him or you don't. And the amazing truth is that your heart, if you're honest with God, in your heart of hearts, that place that nobody knows but you, you know whether or not Jesus is your salvation. If you're sitting here and you say, Brother Vaughn, when I search my heart of hearts, I'm not sure that Jesus is there. Is there anybody here that would say, Brother Vaughn, pray for me? I'm not sure that Jesus is my salvation. But I would love to get that settled this morning. Amen. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Friend, don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. All of us sitting here at one point had to come to Jesus ourselves. Anybody else? Next question. Those who know Jesus... The beauty is, if you've accepted Him, you're, you're His child. You're part of the family. God's your Father. Holy Spirit of God's moved in. Well, let me ask this question. When's the last time? When's the last time you've seen Jesus for who He is and what He wants to do in your life and the lives of those that God has placed around you? Is anybody here says, Brother Vaughn, would you pray for me? There's some things that God spoke to me about directly. There's some things that God spoke to my heart about. Would you pray that I do business with God this morning? Hands up. I see you. Come on. Anybody else? Brother Vaughn, pray for me. There's some things that God spoke to my heart about. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Let God work. Let Him have His way. The invitation is, is the time where you, you engage with God. You engage with God. Don't let your mind go to sleep. I get it. There's stuff we're going to do later. It's Christmas time. There's a lot you got to do. I get it. But right now, during the invitation time, let God speak. Let Him work. Let Him have His way. If God reminded you of anything, that's a great thing. Mark it a privilege because He wants to work in your life. Will you let Him have His way?